Hello everybody, on today's show I have a boxer who has a boxing heritage going back to the 1920s when Jim Spider Kelly who had a boxing record of 168 fights of which 120 were wins. So with boxing in his blood and a record of 12-0 and 0 so far I think he's off to a good start. I introduce to you Connor the Kid Coy. I wanted to see how you're getting on. Uh, with your cell right now, how are you getting on with the training? How's the mindset? And you still eating well and everything? What's what's life for uh, Connor Coy at the minute? Uh, at the minute, it's just getting up out of bed, <laughs> coming into the living room, getting a coffee, and watching TV all day. <laughs> 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 no, I'm only joking. Um, I'm the kind of person that has to be active all the time. You know, I have to. Um, I get up and I come straight on the living room. I will turn the TV on. I put on a bit of music on the TV. Um, this morning did a wee 30 minute hut session and then some shadow boxing and stuff like that. Um, and then I went out and made some breakfast and stuff like that. Uh, got a coffee in and, and the girl got up then, made her breakfast and stuff. Um, and then we took a wee drive in the car just around for a wee half hour. Um, mm-hmm. And then came back, just back and sat down, watched a bit of TV. Um, and now after this, I'll be getting ready to go for a run. That's things me. Five PM now, five fifteen. So uh-huh. I'll probably go for a run about six PM. So I'm still training twice a day, and we'll just keep an active. Otherwise, for this this pandemic, this coronavirus, um, right. staying indoors. You, you, by the time everything's lifted, you'll be walking out five stone heavier. So uh, we yeah, can't have yeah. that happening. No, not at all. Um, so you're actually uh, you're maintaining your actual schedule. That's yeah, probably good for your mindset, and obviously things as well. Did you? Uh, whenever you heard the, about the pandemic and you're not allowed to sort of travel and stuff, did it sort of put you off or um, with regards to the fight and your training and stuff? Or uh, because you're still keeping your routine, you're happy enough with it? Or what's... Uh, well, just as I was getting... Just before it actually it, it hit the fan, um, I was traveling to Dublin. One of my last bars there, um, a fighting fit already with Jason Quiggy. did hard six rounds with him. Uh, my coach took me down. Him and Andy Lee was coaching me and Jason in the corner. You know, we did it, as I say, we did a hard six rounds and felt good after it. You know, and I was looking forward because I was due to fly to America a week after. Yeah, yeah. And then all this hit the fan and everything, flights were cancelled and stuff like that from the UK. But apparently you could still fly from Dublin. But I wasn't too... I wasn't too happy about still flying when all this was going on because I was panicking on getting on a plane and getting, getting to America and then not getting home until all this did happen or I did yeah. pick something up at the airport and all stuff like that. Yeah. So um, now the way it's happened, and, you, know, you can take the good and you can take the bad, but you know, we always like to stay positive you know, and take the good from it. You know, it's good that you know, people did people did need the break from you know working hard every day and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you try trying to yeah. think of the positives of it, you know. Um people are regretting going to work every day and or doesn't want to go to work, no yeah. ah, God's sake I have to go to work a day or whatever. But once this is all lifted now they they'll realise no that's what that's what they actually want to do instead of sitting at home all day. I uh, doing the hunt. Uh, you're right. So um the the fight has been postponed at the minute then for your for your knowledge or oh definitely yeah every all uh, the every. all events are in the world's cancelled uh, uh, so uh, uh. 
Um, and I'm not sure when it'll get going again, especially right. with the traveling I have to do, you know, so I don't know yeah. what the restrictions are going to be with the yeah. travels, you know, the yeah. flying and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So pot, I'm hoping to get that title fight before the end of the year, so we'll just have to keep positive, All as right. I say. And just wait for time. So now like, you're you're still doing your training, you're still doing everything you can now to keep yourself in good shape. Like you said, you're watching plenty of TV there. Is there any sort of documentaries or shows or anything that you're watching that you'd recommend to watch or that you found out that was that was a good watch or um, anything that you're following or dates or something? Uh, well, one movie I got hooked on there um, was at the Ozarks. Ozarks. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, 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 That's yeah. a great show. And then there was two seasons and then season three came out last week. I finished that already, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so not much else to do at night time. But um, no, I definitely recommend watching Ozarks. Ozark, and then yeah. the likes of uh, The Stranger and Safe as well. That's a good one. Yeah. But kidnapping and all that. No, I like all them kind of documentaries right. <laughs> about all the murders and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I uh, have but hey. But hey, uh, yeah. Um, what did you ever see? That you see the uh, Tiger King? You didn't. You didn't watch that. No, I see. I see everyone on about that. Uh, it looks a bit crazy. I don't think it's anything I would bend there. But no, as I say, we we have the time now, so we'll probably sit down and watch it. <laughs> Madness. Um, Power was a good one too. Did you ever? You must have watched that, did you? Power, funnest that too. Yeah, Power is definitely a great show. Looking forward to the next uh, the the books that Fifty Cent has. Uh, and the shows leading off on it too. Like I'm looking forward to them. So, oh, is he doing a follow up and uh, uh, for like, books and stuff? Yeah. No, well, it's like that's called it's called like book two, book three. So like Tommy will go off and he'll have his thing probably in California or whatever. And ah, oh, right, like, right. Uh, uh, so it's gonna have spin off shows. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to them. Um, so we'll talk a wee bit more about boxing. Where did this sort of all begin then for you? Like where? How did you know you were going to be good at boxing? Because obviously, like you have the study here, and there's a lot of football going on. And why was it? Why was it boxing? What sort of started? Where was? What's your earliest memory, say, of uh, of boxing and and getting on it? I don't have any early memories. Um, like it wasn't something I was on from from I was a kid or anything like that. Right. Um, I was passing the St Joseph's Boxing Club or more or less where I was raised on there since I was 11 years old, 11, 12 maybe. Um, so me and a couple of friends were passing the boxing gym and heard the music blasting and us acting wax, you know, as you do when you're away. So mommy go on and see what the crack is or whatever. So we went in and we, we opened the door and everybody was training on the floor. And we, went, we went in messing around, started joining in and stuff. And the coach kicked us out. But he said, if he's want to come back, you no. Know, because I was wearing a pair of jeans at the time. I remember them because they were all mucky and stuff down the legs because I fell off a bike in the, out in the grass. But he told me to go home, put on a pair of tracks and bottoms and come back. And, and I did. And I came back and I stayed at it ever since. What age were you that's then? How began, that's how it began for me. I was 11, possibly 12. I was probably 11 and a half. Very good, man. And that wasn't the, that's not the same place that John Dory was boxing at, was it? No, he boxed from out of the ring up in um, Rosemont. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, and so that started you then, you're 11, you're starting your your boxing career. Does it? Was there anything else that you sort of had as a hobby or was it just fully in, anti-boxing or were you still no, playing I was football? Always, I was always, I was into everything, you know. I, I literally did everything. I played hurling, um, Shandol, or was it Shandol's? Yes. 
Shan Dones, I played, I did the hurling with them and then the Gaelic. I did football down Boscos and Oxford and stuff like that. And I was always just floating around in and out of places, you know. Right. Um, and I skateboarded, I was rollerblading and everything, right up to that, <laughs> right up to then. I was actually good on the rollerblades and the skateboards, <laughs> though. Um, had to do some photo shoots and stuff for the, the House of Value when it used to be up, up in the Derry City, you know, in the actual city centre. Uh, and they sponsored me a couple of hoodies and a pair of rollerblades and stuff for doing it like so it's not I wasn't too bad on them. <laughs> You're getting away, I was getting me off. I was me ten, eleven years old, like. Hey, getting your sponsorship deals there as well. Hi. Hey, early. That's where it all started. <laughs> <laughs> um and did you find the, the the boxing came natural then to you or what did the coach say to you? Like was it did he say, Oh, you've got good potential if you stick at it or what? Or or did you just no, like it and you just wanted to do the training? To be honest, I hated it. Like, it was not that I hated it, I liked boxing and all, but I just, when I went into training, I was just lazy. You know, I just, I didn't want to train, but I wanted to be there, you know. Yeah. Um, it was one of them things, I just, I messed around for years. Like, if I had a took it serious from 12 years old, God knows where it would be today. Mm. Um, but one of my first barn sessions in the first couple of weeks there, there was a, a, a there was a guy, Paddy Kerr, very you know, famous in Derry as well, um, very good boxer. And uh, he was he was old before I think he had dementia or something. Then it was just before that. Um, he said to my coach, Gerhard Duffy, I was unsparing, only been there a couple of weeks, never boxed in my life. And um, he says I slipped, I slipped the right hand through the left hook to the body, and he he seen it and he says, watch out for that boy, he's going to be good. And he says that from first cup first barn session I had, no slipped out through the left hook. Is that doesn't that just comes naturally? Here, no, you can't you can't practice that at that yeah. easily. Yes, just saw him. Just saw him come. So he knew he knew there was a talent there, like before you, it all came out. Did you know he said that, or did no? They I never knew. The the years down the line, I, my coach Garrett told me in. And when did you start taking it more serious? Then when was it? See, to be honest, it was probably. I was probably just when I won the Ulster, Ulster Elites in Derry, maybe twenty-two. Right. So just before. I beat a couple of good boys, boys that have been to Olympics and Irish champions and uh, GB champions and stuff like that, you know, and mm-hmm. some tournaments. And I started realizing, right, you know, this is what I want to do. Um, I want to be a boxer and I want to potentially move on and you know, become a professional boxer. So I need to gain as much experience as I can as an amateur. Yeah. So um, that's when I, I sort of put the head down then, you know, and I actually wasn't messing around a couple of weeks and then, Said right, I have a fight in a couple of weeks. No, I need to put the head down. I was, you know, I just kept my momentum going. Yeah. And then I qualified for the Commonwealth Games, and obviously, uh, I, I qual- were qualified for them. So I went on, had four tough fights, fought uh, four tough opponents, and came back with a bronze medal. So it all kicked off from there, really. I had an injury actually in the Commonwealth Games, uh, tore a tendon. Yeah. And I had an operation when I got back that September. Um, and that was me out for like 11 months nearly, like up to a year. And then when I got back training, it was Olympic qualifiers. And obviously, I'd been out for so long, so everything just you know, sort of fell apart for me as an amateur. And then that's when I made the decision then. No, I, was old, I was too old then. You know, if I wanted to make the, the, the move to the pros, I had to do it there. I had to do it there and then. Yes. 
because I, I was going to think uh, chatty about like the, the the progression and they pro people usually go to the Olympics or like uh, something like that in the amateur side of things, and then mm-hmm. they kind of get a pro deal or what? Like as it is, you just said it there, the the progression for you is that you turn pro after that Commonwealth Games because of the injury and stuff. But how did it actually? Who did you contact? Who was it that? How did that start then? And how did you make that? first moved into the pro fight how did that come to develop and who set that up for you and stuff well I was an old uh, stable mate of mine John Cooley he's based he was based in New York uh, he met a girl from Florida but she was living in New York as well at the time this is uh, years and like five six years ago now hmm. they married each other in New York and then they flew flew back to Florida and, and then they bought a house in Florida and now they're living there so John Cooley went to an old boxing gym just to lose some weight because he was right up the, the same weight as me and he's, <laughs> he's about a foot shorter than me. So it's too heavy for him. So he needed to get some weight off. And he ran into my boxing coach, which was, reti- was retired at that time. Um, and he came back, says no, because they he, he always want to have an Irish fighter. So he says they would come back and give him a chance no, and see what he's like, have a couple of fights. So John Cooley told him about me, and he said, bring him over, and I'll get a look at him. So I flew over in the June, June or July of 2016. Um, I thought he was bringing me over to sign me, and but I, what I didn't know is he was, he was only, he only wanted to have a look at me. So I, yeah. did, I, wasn't, I was going over, I think I was going to get a fight and whatever, but first day on the gym, man, they see me training, they said, right, no, I definitely see something. So we'll put him on with a couple of good sparring partners, and we'll see how he progresses. And, mm-hmm. I was there three months. I was there 89 days. And I, I fought on the 89th day, my pro debut. And I, you, you, in the Esther visa, you only have 90 days. If you don't get out in the 90 days, then you'll get a ban. So I fought on the 89th day and then flew yeah. home. So it's very lucky in, in, that, in that sense. Jesus. But that's I... where I kicked off my pro career in. That's, that's how it all kicked off. John Cully had a couple more fights and he got promoted and his job and stuff like that. So it was a good job. So he just quit the box and then after a couple of fights. What, what was his reason for quitting there? He just he got a promotion, his job, no, and then he had two oh, kids. Right, no, get you. Just, right, no, get you. He didn't have a time yeah. to put in it. Plus, uh, it was old. No, it was it was it was over thirty and stuff, and uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't going to get the the level that he could have got at. But if he started when yes. he was younger, so he just had to put his head down on his career. You still still keep chatting to him and stuff, yeah. I right. still we still talk away. Every time I go over, I be over. He just he just lives across the street, five minute drive, like. because uh, uh, you're sort of basing yourself in Florida now. Is that right? Whenever you do go over for fights or what? Or I will. I would train here with Kehard Duffy in the, in the boxing club where I was where I sort of grew up. Um, yeah. So I would do four or five weeks here and then finish it over there. Five six weeks training camp in Florida. But now as the bigger fights come up, I'll probably do most of my camp in Florida. So uh, that's where we'll be best training wise, getting ready for fights. And Unless we get moved to a camp, no, they, if we if we if we get the world level, no, within yeah. the next year or so. And like, who are you? Uh, whenever you do make the move over to Florida, are you still in contact with Kahar, or you, do you change a trainer, or what way does it work then? Whenever you've got that distance. Uh, well, Kahar looks after me here. He just he gets me on the ship here. Um, yeah. He coaches me the way you no, know, he always coaches coaches me. Yeah. Um. He's a great, great coach, like so. Um, I never have any doubts on him getting me on the ship. Um, but my American coach is based in St. Petersburg, Florida. So once I go over there, it's, I'm in his hands. And though he's 
no, he's in charge, like he's the boss aye. of me. Aye. So I do what he says then. How's that relationship? Aye, good. Um similar coaching techniques. They may old coaches I say Kiahar, you know, so right. um every, everything just fell into place perfectly. So it's one of them things he you say you have to be at the right place at the right time, you know, and the same thing with getting signed with Roy Jones Jr. and all everything just fell into place for me. So mm-hmm. very, very grateful for that. Aye. I'd say so. Um, do you take any inspiration from anybody um, in the, in your career? Because you're kind of like, as you said, you weren't really. It was just sort of it just sort of happened it naturally. You know, for you, it didn't really. It wasn't always something that you wanted, more or less. Yeah. So, do do you have any inspiration, or do you have any sort of thing that you look to your uh, boxers, or what? What is your inspiration that, that keeps you going? Well. The boxing side will be inspired by will be actually my family, great grandfather, Spider Kelly, and his son as well. He was Spider Kelly came up in the nineteen twenties, nineteen twenty eight. He was boxing, so he was one of the first. Uh, he was probably one of the first to get the boxing going, though, in Derry, you know, yeah, yeah, big yeah. name and stuff like that. Yes. And then his son carried on on the same titles and that in nineteen fifty two, Commonwealth British Empire and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they were world level fighters too. Um. So for inspiration wise, obviously it stays in a family, you know. Um what they done back in them days, so nobody could do it in, in these days. They, they oh. were they were bred differently back then. Did you watch any spider of his YouTube videos? I've seen the uh, young uh, old younger spider, I've seen some of his fights and stuff, but yeah. never never heard any never seen any footage oh, of the older okay. spider. Yeah, he yeah. was supposed to be he was supposed to be the top man like. Billy was it? Billy was his first name, was it? Billy, I was the younger son. Jimmy right. was the daddy. Right, right. I I didn't know I didn't know there was two of them actually. I I only thought there was one. Um, but uh, I seen I was actually seen a video of must have been, uh, Billy then that uh, he was fighting this guy uh, Hal and they were throwing chairs on him. There. Uh, the ring at Belfast, I think that's <laughs> right. That's right. Crazy. Um. Any anything else that you sort of gets gets you going or in, in, in your career and, and kind of pushing you forward or no? Well, I just in my own head now that I'm driven and I just have my head. I want to be a world champion. You no, know, and we're making the right steps now as a professional. You no, know, each fight we're just we're moving closer and closer to getting the big title shots. So. Um, the plan was this year, 2020, was to break on the top 10, top 5 in the world, yeah. maybe possibly with a WBC. So, obviously, that's all on hold now, but whenever um, whenever everything gets going, it's going to be just steam train, steamroll forward now, just pushing on. Um, they get, they get up on them ringgits as quick as, quick as possible. Uh, and how many times would you be fighting a year then, you reckon, whenever you sort of hit that, would you be looking two or three times a year or you're looking to what, what's your thoughts well at the minute um, contracted will be 10 round fights so I'll be I'm contracted for four four fights a year this I had four fights and then four fights now for the, over the next year not sure what's going to what way it works now with all this going on and everything's sort of at a standstill yeah, yeah. but uh, basically I three fights a year no but if you go up to the bigger, higher levels, obviously, you probably only get two two at the most, maybe. Right. If you're fighting a high-level high, le- high level fights, 12-rounders or something like that. So if you're getting on that world-level fight, then. Yeah. Does it become complicated? Say if you have four fights or two or three fights left in that contract and you got into the world or the higher level, 
does it get complicated? Do you still have to see that out, or you don't? Do you know before you go up to that? No, well, level? it probably if I'm, I don't know if it gets to that level. Obviously, I'm I'm signing with Roy Jones, so yeah. um, if if it's coming to an end of the contract, it's, it's a three year contract. We'll probably just you know they'll extend on the contract. If I get up to that level, anyway, no. Yeah. And that when I let go someone at a world level, you know, so we'll just extend the contract. You know, right, okay. We'll sit down and negotiate something again. Yes, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, saying, would you have any advice for any any young people who are even and even in around the town of Derry, like in, in the city of Derry, you know, people who are you know can get, get easily distracted by all their stuff in the town. Um, is there any advice that you would sort of give to them and they start to stay focused? Um, on a career, or even if it's not even boxing, it could be football or whatever. Yeah. But would you have any advice on that? Um, probably best advice I could give is if you have a dream, follow it. Doesn't matter how big or small, you know. Just, just don't give up. If I would never. I've always had a dream that I would be going to America. Um, back as when I said the start of the, the program. Um, I was rollerblading, skateboarding. Back then, I thought I was going to move to New York when I was 16 and, and be a professional rollerblader or skateboarder over there. So I always had in my head that I was, I was going to be living in America or right. doing something in America. Mm-hmm. But it didn't plan out that way. No, it obviously worked out better no, on the boxing side. I got into boxing then. But um, always push for your goals. No, I'm pushing to be a world champion and I'm not going to let anyone tell me I can't be a world champion. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in my own heart, my gut, my head. Um, so you just have to believe in yourself and, and push forward and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've taken a lot serious now. Uh, when did it sort of get to that stage where like, it was so definite that you have this in your head now? Because you turned pro in 2016, wasn't it? I and think... So, that was four years ago. Since I... I I've had a different mind frame since I turned pro as I did in the amateurs. Um, yeah. Just seats fight, just the, the, what do you call it? Like for me to become a champion, each fight just getting more and more hungry for to become a champion and just want to get that title, get that title, get to the world title. Um, and I don't want to stop now they I do become a world champion. Um, so, and as I said, I said there now, I'm not, so I wouldn't let anyone tell me that I'm never going to be a world champion because I wouldn't be sitting here doing this today if yeah. you know, if I didn't believe believe myself. So yeah. just have to believe and stay positive and just just keep pushing forward until your dreams come true. Is there anything that you do to kind of concrete that in your head? Is there any sort of people you listen to or or books you read or anything like that, or to kind of develop even more, or do you just listen to your coaches? You just have that belief yourself, or did it you know? Just do about everything. Um, you know, we read books like reading motivational stuff. You know, um, like sometimes before training sessions or sparring sessions, I'll watch a motivational um, speech on like YouTube or something like that. Or mm-hmm. I have some things on Spotify. I would listen to. Yeah. You know, um, everybody's different on what gets them motivated, but mine's is just about you know some things about sport and other things is about just you know having the right mind and stuff. You know, it just depends what mood you're in and um what's in front of you. Um, before every fight, I, every every day, the day of my fight, I'll sit in my room by myself, you no, know, not be around anybody. Headphones in, just like on, on the iPad here now, just having the YouTube on, lying down, relaxing, just you know, like a hypnosis type of thing. You know, yeah, you just, yes. Your eyes closed, but it's just, yeah. it's just 
drawing stuff into the back of your mind, you know, stuff you might even remember, but it's going to be there, you know, subconsciously in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I believe in all that stuff. Um, I just like to keep motivated and just, just keep pushing forward. Excellent, man. Excellent. Um, no, it's good to know because as I'm sure there's a lot of people out there probably doing it. I do a lot of that myself, but you think, oh, Jesus, if you, you know, if you get to talk to somebody about it, you maybe feel a wee bit apprehensive talking about it, you know, but it's nice to see other people, you know, actually doing it as well. Um, to sort of change it a little bit, you know, see um, the and boxing and the way things boxing has gone last year with all like uh, Fury and Wilder and stuff. Is there any fights that you would love, love to see happening? Um, you know, yourself this year, is there anything that you know that might be coming up or, you know? Um, well, there's the Saunders fight too. Is that he's fighting now? Is it Canelo? Saunders and Canelo? Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm really excited to see that. Who do you, who do you reckon I won that? Canelo's just an absolute beast, but yeah. Saunders has has a skill set. You know, he's, he's he's very unorthodox and he's he's very slick southpaw as well. So I definitely think Saunders could give him give him problems, and I, I do think he could beat him as well. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to be getting caught with any of shots from Canelo. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Say. Definitely um, not. Man's a beast now. Uh, uh, what about uh, like a Triple G and uh, Canelo trilogy or something like that? Or do you ever see that coming like- back now? I would probably like to see it a trilogy, a Triple G and Canelo, but to be honest, I think Triple G's sorta of past it now. Past it um I say he's no he's, I don't think his reflexes and all the same, you know, his punching power doesn't seem to be the same. Um mm. what he did have. He'll always have a strong chin, you know, you know, not get put down like. Yeah. But um that, Canelo's getting better and better, and you know, Triple G I just thinks you no know, he's he's sorta of, he's past it now. But obviously, he's still he's still a great fighter, class, and he still right. will be a great fighter if he still right. fights over over the next right. few years. But right. I just think he's past his best now for for Canelo, really. Uh, um, what about the other boys? You know, uh, we have Wilder and Fury there, and their their big matchup this year. And then, who do you think is going to get the shot with Joshua? And you know, what way do you see it panning out? <sighs> You boxing, you just don't know. <laughs> They'll tell you one thing and then someone else will just come out. But yeah. no, I wouldn't be interested in seeing the Fury and the Wilder. I wouldn't Again. be interested in seeing and uh, no, I wouldn't nah. be interested in the trilogy. No. Fury, um Fury and Joshua maybe. Yeah. But I, I, I still only see one outcome in that as well, Fury, hundred percent. Same again I think he'll stop Joshua like. Yeah. Uh, he's, definitely. He's, he's just I don't know, like the way he's the way too unorthodox, he's just mad. The head bobbing, he can, can move like he can definitely um, dance. That's another. That's a great story of him for him as well. They come back from where he was and they come back to be world heavyweight champion. Like and that that's that the belief and stuff that he had as well. Uh, well, in, in the inspiration sense of it all, um, and the modern day fighters. Um, Definitely will be inspired by Fury from what he came from, what he accomplished and then lost and then gone through all that depression and stuff. Yeah. Um, and coming back and doing all that and just shocking the whole world completely. Like, it shocked me to make boots in that last fight with Wilder. Just, uh, I didn't see that happening at all. No. <laughs> I thought he was going to win by points. I don't think he was going to beat the head in from yeah. round one yeah. and have, have him stop. It was great the way So it definitely... Inspired by that, by him, Nick. Go uh, ahead, sorry. There was there was something that he was going to be doing something in the WWE or something as well. What do you think of that? Hum? He was on the WWE. Uh, what what 
what do you think of that and him transitioning to doing something like that to you know moving away from boxing for a while what do you think you think he should be more focused on boxing or? just his character you know it's uh, just he just does all they just does them kind of things you know there's some people yeah. going geez what the hell he at <laughs> but yeah. that's just his character and he always has everyone on their toes so yeah he always, always keep he always keep the eyes on him like and what would he? Because there's a lot of crossovers happening there now too, with regards to the fighting industry. You have the UFC and like the likes of McGregor going into fight Mayweather and stuff. You know, do you think it's a good thing, or do you think it's just a money racket? What do you think? Ah, of course it's a money racket. Basically, the likes of the likes of McGregor and stuff coming on to fight Mayweather. Like, of course it's a money racket. Hundred million, hundred million dollars. <laughs> Who wouldn't fight for that? <laughs> God knows what Mayweather got. I don't even know what he got. Or was it him got the hundred? Uh, no, I think it was McGregor got the hundred million. Uh, well, close to it or whatever, and and including the merchandise and stuff like that. But um, but he thinks he's going to be world champion as a boxer as well. He he may he may possibly you no know, he he has the belief in himself. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. if they put him on with someone that's past the rest, you know, he could beat him because he's unorthodox as well. You no, know, mm-hmm. and he's. You know the way he punches and stuff, and yeah. he has good with his hands. Especially, you know, he used to box. Uh, used to box in Crumlin Boxing Club. You no, know, as an amateur, um, yeah. some good coaches down there, Sutcliffe and stuff like that. So um, he definitely has the box boxing background. He must have yeah. been. He obviously was good with his hands when he was boxing, and I think that's how he got so far. Obviously, as well in his UFC career. You no, know, mm-hmm. a lot of his knockouts was you no know, about left hand. Like. Yeah. And, and, and knockouts and stuff. Um, yeah. Do you actually like study the likes of that and, and the likes of McGregor and their style and their and their? Because um, I remember I read the book. I think um, uh, John Cavanaugh's and I think there was one stage that he, he mentioned that uh, Connor was watching this other guy doing a spinning elbow or something like that, and he goes to mm. John. He says, "I'm going to knock my fellow out like that." What do you see? <laughs> and he went out and he did it. Apparently, you know, this is just something. So I'm just thinking, would you pick up anything like that from other fighters and say, oh, well, there's a there's a bit of a technique that I can sort of incorporate into my game or, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how you learn, you know. Um, obviously, I don't watch any UFC and practice. No, like <laughs> but, uh, no, I would sit down and you know, watch the older fights, you know, like Cairns and uh, Hagler, you know, stuff. Um, Triple G, Canelo, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're watching a fight. You just pick out wee things that they're doing, you know. And if I sit down and watch a fight one night, and then get up in the morning, and go to a boxer club, um, I'll say to my coach, "No, I've seen this. I want to work on this." So we'll work on stuff. And I think that's how I'm getting better and better now because I never did that before. Whereas the last few years, I am, and I'm just yeah. getting better and better as I, as I go on. But I think it's because I'm actually sitting down and doing some homework on it, you know, instead of just um, just going on and doing it because I never watch boxing. Yeah, never. Like that's, I always did it, but I never watched it. I never watched any sport. Just, just wasn't Andy watching it. I always did sport, but just never watched it. Aye. Uh, and when did when did you start watching it? Whenever you turned pro, did you sort of take more of a serious look at it? And then, uh, basically, in the last few years, maybe that's uh, when I only started really watching. I watched the big fights, you know, the UFC yeah. big fights, you know, main events and all that, yes. and boxing world title fights. Uh, watched all them, but I would never sit down every Friday night or Saturday night and watch a, watch whatever boxing's on. Uh-huh. If it was a big fight and everybody was watching it, I would watch it. That's the only way I would have, I would have done it. But yeah. now I'm actually sitting down and watching fights from years ago, you no, know, and then right up to the present day, or uh-huh. like this, you no, know, this 
this uh, last year. No. That's good. No, I'm actually I think sitting that, down and watching them. Again, that would probably set you apart because there's other guys, even like Lewis Hamilton in the Formula One, he's always there. He's always assessing and he's looking at what he can improve on. And it's that, it's that professional uh, level that you're taking it to, you know. So obviously, it's if it stands to you now, you're obviously improving on stuff. So like that's that's your professional now. Like, yeah, well, that's no uh, some people it. get their stage where they're not getting any better, you know. Yeah. They, you know, they'll reach a level and they just they just can't get past it. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely feel that I'm getting better every training camp. I'm feeling sharper. I'm feeling stronger. Um, mm-hmm. And each fight I go on, I'm just coming out more confident and confident. So. Um, I'm looking forward to just seeing how each fight comes now because each fight's going to be a big fight. Brilliant, man. Excellent. Um, listen, uh, I think the the title is a junior NABF title at middleweight, isn't it? That's the one that you which that's on hold now at the minute. So um, whenever we get a time and date for that there, we'll wish you all the best for it, man. And, and again, uh, take it home. Uh, Appreciate it, lad. Thank you. Moving on to your... And every goal and dream that you have, buddy, just uh, keep your head uh, focused, and I'm sure you'll be able to achieve whatever you want. But uh, the best yeah. of luck in that, man. Uh, Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the chat. Good, man. Thank you. Thank Take you. care. All right. Bye bye.